listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, episode 64 on Ed Reach, Class Dojo, part 2. This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, August 11th, 2012. EdGamer is part of the EdReach Network, EdReach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. A big voice. A big voice. <laughs> Very nice. That was awesome. <laughs> this show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. I'm Sam. And I'm Liam. And now for some introductions. Uh, this is Sam. Um, I was a high school teacher in the UK. And after that, I actually worked in education consulting at McKinsey for a while. Uh, and about a year ago, I moved to California and uh, started Class Dojo with a friend of mine, Liam. Um, and I was formerly a computer science major, always had an interest in education, but I worked in the games industry for a while uh, before working in education technology on a PhD. And then I joined Sam out here in the U.S. to start Class Dojo. Very cool. Jerry? My name is Jerry, and I'm a visual arts teacher in Schaumburg, Illinois. And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies and language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. And now for part two. Liam, can you share a little bit about, a little more deeply, what you and, um, I guess, your degree Mm -hmm. and kind of the things that you've done with education and gaming? Sure, yeah. Um, So I, as I mentioned earlier, I majored in computer science. uh, And what led me to do that in the first place was that I kind of spent my teens uh, making games. And I mean, I I liked playing them, but I really enjoyed, I found, was creating them and designing them. So I kind of taught myself to code early on and, uh, and started making these games and and giving them to people to play. And I learned a lot by doing that about, you know, what makes an exciting game and an interesting game, even when it's a very small one, which is all I could do at the time. Um, Then I went to college and I really managed to pick up more of the skills that allowed me to implement those games. Uh, And then my first job out of college was a company called Jagex, uh, who make RuneScape, which is this large MMO. Um, And at Jagex, I was working partly on that, but also on mini games, which were also multiplayer though. So they allowed uh, kids to play together and um, problem solve, play puzzle games. I I did a variety of different types of games there. Um, So I guess I I learned a lot there about, um, yeah, gameplay and and designing uh, designing fun games there. Um, So after that, I then uh, decided to go back to college to do a PhD and that PhD was focused on education technology. Um, And what that meant was um, primarily classroom technology, actually. So we had big multi-touch tables like the Microsoft Surface uh, type of table where literally every student's desk would be a display and an input surface. And students were able to share content with each other and flick it across between desks and then also play collaborative games around a table. Um, So this is kind of a glimpse into potentially the future of education. Yeah, that's awesome. But it was some really, really exciting research going on out there that I think doesn't often get to see the light of day. <laughs> well, I think we, uh, Jerry and I, dig that stuff up. Um, yeah, because <laughs> we we're always looking at different angles and 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 what's you know what's going on within education, yeah. especially educational gaming. You know, one particular um, 
you know, Brit that I, I thoroughly enjoy, uh, Sir Ken Robinson. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, is he as well liked in, in England than that he is, is here? Absolutely. And Sam and I are big fans of his as well. Uh, I think we're aligned on a lot of the philosophies um, that he's talked about. Certainly when it comes to, um, you know, inspiring creativity in students and trying to maintain that creativity even in a formal school system. And I think like a broader point that's really, that really resonates with us actually is that you know, there's this whole other half of education um, that we don't yet give every teacher the tools to address. And, you know, teachers do this on their own, but this half education I'm talking about is the half that goes beyond just building good test scores to act towards actually building good people with all the character strengths and personality yes. traits that lead to success later in life. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's kind of where Class Dojo is going. We started with behavior. You know, the, the, this, this point about character is, uh, is kind of the next step for us. Mm-hmm. You know? How do we build leadership and persistence and curiosity and creativity? That's mm-hmm. where we want to get to. And that's, Well, go ahead. Oh, so I was saying that's what drives us. And I think that's also uh, where gaming can help in the classroom a great deal is, is in building those kind of character skills and we're hoping to do the same thing with fast dojo well we we totally agree and especially technology allows for that individualization of learning that sir ken robinson talks about um it allows for teachers to see that data and not only the teachers but also the students and the parents and to see a path for the students to follow because each student is different right they can learn in different ways and they go at different speeds and they learn, you know, wholly as a, differently than the person next to them. And technology and games allow for that uh, to happen. The challenges increase as you move along and levels, uh, you know, the intensity. The, and then collaboration. Most people don't think about collaboration in games. I think that's changing dramatically. But, you know, me growing up playing games, it used to be, well, it's just kids are stuck in the basement by themselves just playing games. Well... Games now are are social, Mm -hmm. and you have to work together, and games can be built socially to where you do need others to work with and have different skill sets in order to succeed. And so that's something, especially with RuneScape, which you were part of, that's Mm -hmm. definitely part of that uh, that angle. Yeah, and the the trend that I would see uh, coming would would actually be we – back in the 90s when you had console gaming, you'd, you'd have two players playing on a console. Uh, then four players on an N64, and then things kind of move to online gaming where people are, you have more people playing online at once, but they're very separate. I think the classroom is a very exciting place where you can actually turn that back around and have, say, 10 students collaborating on a game that they're playing in the same physical space together in a classroom, but using a computer. And I, well, I think that's going to be happening um, over the next five, 10 years. Well, and it's already happening <laughs> because one of the games that we talked about before the show was Minecraft yeah. and how that is just it has exploded. Kids love playing it, um, but the creation tools that are within it and then one of our friends of the show, um, uh, the Minecraft teacher, Joel Levin out of New York City, mm-hmm. he actually created a server package because Java is so much fun to work with. Um, he actually put it together and Mojang he's worked with Mojang the creators of Minecraft Mm -hmm. and he created a server tool for teachers to use and it's basically just clicking boxes and having the kids connect and you can add whatever maps you want in there you can do many different variations of the game and and then have lessons built from that which is amazing that is what you're 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 enabling that kind of collaborative creativity uh, 
in a classroom, you know, so kids can, can learn how to create something together, which is hard to coordinate if you don't have electronic tools like that. Yes, <laughs> exactly. If you don't have a uh, sandbox and, you know, an open space and large blocks, yeah. uh, you know, 16-bit blocks, yeah, <laughs> for, my, for Minecraft. So do you – now, do you see with, with Class Dojo um, – because it seems that, you know, there is a gaming side to you guys. Mm -hmm. Do you see something down the road possibly dealing since you do have that background with games um, – of kind of yep. an offshoot of Class Dojo, uh, especially with the cool characters. Yeah, I think that's so awesome uh, to create a game that would be wonderfully used within the classroom space. Yeah, I think there's a lot of possibilities for what we can do, and it's something that we talk about a lot. Um, we're at the very early stages of what we're doing here, and what's really exciting to me is that we've got a classroom setting with all these students interacting with the same system, and I think that. Uh, what we're doing right now with behavior and trying to build character is only the very beginning of what we can do in a classroom environment. Yeah. So, you know, and just to add to that, what's been, what's worked really well for us so far, and what we get a lot of satisfaction from, is making things that teachers, students, and parents want. Um, so, if we can identify a need for a type of game that will be really engaging and that is demanded by parents, teachers, and students, then of course, of course, we'll do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, the the character education, as you were talking about, I mean, there's there's a lot that can be done within um, yeah. different you know games today. Well, here, here's uh, I guess you know one of the things that we ask our guests sometimes is you know what is your favorite? What are your favorite games? What do you play now? What have what are your favorite games uh, from your youth? <laughs> um, well, my favorite game of all time. Uh, I, this probably gets said a lot, but my favorite game is probably uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Uh, wonderful wonderful game for like both intrinsically for the the fun of playing it and just for the narrative that you go through when playing it i think yes. it, it really gets both parts of that right um i think you mentioned you were using portal 2 in the classroom uh yeah. just before the show now and uh portal was really a standout game for me because it it really um combined you know a, a puzzle game with with an action game in a way that i hadn't seen before and once again with with some narrative which i think can be really important <laughs> in the game some uh, definitely dry sense of humor. Yeah, that too. That's always welcome. <laughs> Which was lovely. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I mainly enjoy those types of games, I think. Uh, and right now, what am I playing right now? I um, haven't got a lot of time to play games right now <laughs> as, much, as much as I'd like. Although but, um, we're, we're thinking of perhaps starting a, a board game evening at Class oh, Dojo. Cool. Where we'll just have anyone who wants to come by, drop in, teachers in the area, mm -hmm. come in, and uh, it's more of a social evening. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Jerry, do you want to tell them what we're doing here in a, in a few weeks? We are going to be out at uh, Gen Con presenting. Oh, amazing. Oh, wow. So do you, uh, it's, I guess, one of the longest-running uh, board gaming conventions in the United States. That's amazing. And has about 100 and, what, 120, 130,000 people that go through the four days in downtown Indianapolis. Fantastic. Wow. So we're very excited to be part of that and presenting at the uh, Trade Day show, which is for educators, librarians, and, and store owners. And, uh, we, yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty psyched about that. So awesome. um, Wizards of the Coast is going to be there. I guess we're doing an interview with, uh, with them and looking at D&D. Fantastic. Uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, and we've seen some articles in some schools where they're doing an after-school club for D&D. Uh, &D. Right, right. And uh, all the cool things that you talk about social skills and creative thinking and, and math that goes on in a, in a just a 
regular D&D game. Right, exactly. It's just mind-boggling. So there's, I don't know if you, if you like board games, one of my favorite sites is Board Game Geeks. I don't know it. I'll check it out. It's every board game you can ever imagine. Um, yeah, it, there's there's a lot out there. A lot of good games. Fantastic. Wow. So Sam? Yep. Yep, okay, your games. Oh, my games. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> you weren't getting off. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I was thinking I'd just be quiet and let, let the professional handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got a series of really embarrassing games that I used to play when I was younger. What was your favorite game good. as a kid? You, well, you told me so, this before. Well, no, because we used to have a Sega Mega Drive. Oh, yeah. Right, so I was, oh, I was, I was really, really uncool. But, like, um, <laughs> Sonic, obviously the entire Sonic series. Oh, I used okay. to go around to my friend's house. You see, cool kids had Nintendos, though. Yeah, right? I know, I know. There's, I wasn't... <laughs> Luckily, I've now become cool. Still, still not cool. But um, you know, I used to, I used to have a Sega Mega Drive, and I used to go around to my friend's house, uh, who lived about two streets away, and um, would literally sit down for about five or six hours and just play Sonic the Hedgehog, um, and and we'd have epic fights over who got to be Sonic and who got to be Tails. Um, that's not. That's not. That's not too embarrassing. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's, 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 I feel it's sneered upon by real gamers. They're like Sonic the Hedgehog, sure. Yeah. Um, Whatever. I mean, everybody played Mario, so, you know, yeah. it's you know, it's just the Sega version. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So, it's... Um, any other games? Uh, Sega, is that well, pro- the Sonic? What did you do after that? That was... Um, you, you had a Mega Drive and then what? Yeah, and then I, then I fell in with a rough crowd at school. Yeah. Uh, who played? Who played Counter Strike? <laughs> so so uh, I think there was one summer where we were playing Counter Strike, um, and then uh, I kind of weaned myself off it and never looked back. I actually, I actually made a bunch of maps for Counter Strike. Um, I used to be heavy into making maps, so you know, uh, for people online to play on, and that's, yeah. that's a very interesting experience. Getting the game gameplay balance right and making sure that in a two-team game like that, that it's not a map where one team always. Well, Valve does a good job with, um, I don't know if it just sucks people in or not, but with their, you know, the workshop and their creators, uh, they just released a video, uh, uh, video recording tool. And I think, I know it works for Team Fortress, Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, there's a lot of people making fun videos with uh, using the Valve software. Right, right. Yeah. No, they're they're really good at making tools for people to use. And that was, um, that was what allowed me to make those maps. It's, It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So, any Jerry, you have anything else? You know, I just want to say uh, I know you guys are getting some good press, and uh, you'll definitely get some some good press from us. And I just want to say that you guys completely deserve it. Um, there's so much, so many things that are happening in the state of Illinois right now, and and most of it's nationwide, and so much of that stuff like the immediacy of information, um, PBIS, which is positive behavioral something we call it peebus um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and um you know just uh the ability to to collect evidence in the classroom and and give data support to things and communication with parents and you guys are doing all of those things in this program so my kudos to you it's a phenomenal program thank you and of course the the the, the part that i brought up before the show that i didn't even say on here <clears throat> for so many people that that want that are interested in this program it is so user friendly so easy to use uh, you know i i think i picked it up in in 15 minutes while i was ironically in a training for another computer program that was much worse <laughs> and taking hours um but this it's awesome program uh to to try to set up in your classroom very very simple very easy you guys have done a phenomenal job with it 
Thank you. And also, if, if I can just say, if you do want to, um, if you use the program and have trouble with it, then we're completely available by email. And likewise, if you have ideas for the program and where you think it should go in the future, the thing that we uh, thrive on is feedback, and we, and we really like to hear ideas for where we should go next. Well, and that's something that I heard from the other teachers that were using it. I mean, they were... They knew Sam by, you know, his first name. It wasn't, you know, the, the help desk or whatever it is. You know, it's just like, yeah, I, I was chatting with Stan, you know, Sam, and he was helping me out with this, and he really liked my ideas, and teachers love that. Yeah, yeah. Teachers thoroughly enjoy that, and like I said, you guys are off to a, a very good start. It looks like it's uh, it's going to move along very nicely with your updates, and I'm excited to use it. I've been very excited to showing it off to other teachers, and they've been very excited about it. Uh, learning about class dojo so um i think that's i think that's it boys well i think we're good so let me uh thank you for listening to this week's ed gamer podcast please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the edreach network have a great week